This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 224 of the Fight Disciple podcast. This is our show dedicated to the world of USC and mixed martial arts. And if you listen to our boxing show already today, which was released this morning also, uh, you'll know that Mr. Cattle is away. In the boxing show, was joined by boxing journalist Chris Walker. Check that out via all our usual social channels at Fight Disciples and uh, online at fightdisciples.com or via all your usual podcasting networks. So obviously I need a guest, don't I, man? I need someone to co-host today's MMA show with me. And listen, powdered milk may be away, but hot chocolate's in the studio, baby. Hello. Danny Roberts. <laughs> Lovely to see you, brother. Thank you very you much. So, it's it's nice to share the studio with someone on a on a sexy part as myself. Yeah. Unlike cattle with his bald head, that's usually in here, you, you know? You need that sometimes, don't you, bro? Just to keep it going. Just to <laughs> keep, keep it, it going. real, let me yeah. tell you. Keep it real. Um, we were just saying then, how good we sound with these mics. <laughs> just, just give us not, a... Hey, just not, give, not just looking good, huh? That's it. <laughs> give us a bit of a nursery rhyme there. I know you're still, you must be whispering sweet nothing to young chocolate chip when he goes to bed, so um, I want to hear the nursery rhyme here. Silent night. Wow. Holy... A three percent demographic I'm of ready. female listeners just got wet, son. Three <laughs> percent, he said. <laughs> is it really that bad? Yeah, man. This is a ninety-seven percent male show. Listen, oh. it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, obviously, I want to talk to you about UFC two two seven, which went down at the weekend. But mm-hmm. you know what? Before I get anywhere near that shit, I want to know what's gone down with this fifty Gs. There's long overdue fifty Gs oh. in your bank account. Yeah, tell me about it. It's, uh, it's been it's been a long, hard road. You know, seven fights deep in the UFC. There's been some performances that have come out, and I think a lot of people have have piped up and said stuff. And you know, Mike pro- Perry, fifty G's robbed off your table. Uh huh. Taleb was a great fight. Oliver Enkamp, that finish. Oh my God, the Bobby Nash. Yeah. Knockout. They're just one punches, aren't bump, they? Bump, you know bump, I mean? punch, like, punch, knockout. Spinning guys, 360 degrees. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? I know. How are these not 50 grand bonuses? Who have you pissed off? Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know what? Understanding that moving forward and knowing, all right, yeah, we've just got a 50 grand bonus. It's been the second one in, in, in the career in the UFC. But it makes me realise as well, like, you know, these things don't come easy. Yeah, they really don't, and and obviously it it, it doesn't necessarily always depend on a, a picture perfect performance to be able to get it. Like my last fight was ugly, and there's a lot of that I, I can criticize and I can I can pull apart. Um, but same time, it just makes me realize that these are few and far. So when it comes again, nothing's even been spent yet. Um, it's a case of you know I've I've got a few things for myself for myself that I want to do in my personal life. So it's just all about now securing, cementing that foundation because yeah. T- time's ticking, clock's ticking, and we need to make sure that we got things laid for when, uh, you know, when 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 that time comes. Yeah, exactly. You're doing this for a reason. You're doing this to build a future for you and your son and everything else. So, when when money drops like that, you know, are you tempted to do the old Conor McGregor and just start fucking raining twenties about? <laughs> or do you, know do, do you allow yourself and go? You know what? Okay. I'll treat myself to something. I'll treat my son to something. We'll have a nice, you know, do whatever we're going to do. But does 90% of that shit get banked? That's exactly what it is. You know, you still you still got to take it for what it is. Um, the amount of sacrifices you make. I've just done it eight weeks away and all that. I haven't seen my son. I haven't done this. I haven't done things that, that ultimately, not, not necessarily that I want, but, you know, I feel like it's, it's within your right to have a need for them. You know what I mean? Within your life, for your mental stability and just, progression yeah you feel good you feel happy you progress better end of um so yeah we're gonna have a nice little i'll take a little man to disneyland paris something like that while i'm here for like seven weeks um i've got a little bit of time back in the uk so it's a case again just cementing the things that i want to and need to um but apart from that yeah it's gonna get banked um we've got some some plans for next year uh i used to be a a joiner by trade i'm very familiar with the business uh the the building trade Mm -hmm. so investments property yeah you're gonna see me there you say that I went. I was at Aspire, which is for anyone who doesn't know, it's a gym in Liverpool. In fact, there's, I had Dean Garnett in a few months ago. People who listen to the show religiously, we know I had him on my Radio City Talk show, and he does this amazing academy where he takes these 16 to 19 year olds. He's teaching them everything you need to know about fight sports. It's phenomenal. Go back and listen to that episode for more information. Or if you're 16 to 19 and you fancy getting into full time education, which is dedicated to fight sports because it's fascinating. But I was in Aspire, son, and I was like. 
man, this cafe area is amazing. All this wood and you've built all these. And he was like, Danny Roberts built that. And I was like, get the fuck. <laughs> Danny Roberts, UFC oh. superstar, is also the world's greatest joiner. People, he was like, yeah, man. People can't believe it, honestly. Like, you what? You know everything, yeah? Nah, nah, nah. I was like, mm, I can do a few things, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just capable with my hands. That's it, competent. That's what I like to say. And if, I see a, if I see a problem, I like to try and solve it. And if it's, a, if it's like a physical or is one that I can get my fingers on, I'll, I'll try and work it out. So, um, yeah, as far, as far as the artistic side, uh, joinery was the perfect thing. You know, being able to sort of, it's not like electrics. It's not like plumbing where you just have an A to B of instruction manual of what things need to be done. Joining yep. is different. You can get creative, artistic with it. And whether it be creatively smashing up people's faces or fixing a bit of wood, I can do it. And I like it. Absolutely, man. <laughs> I like it, yeah. It's crazy. I was I was blown away. I've got to be honest. I'm not just saying it. I was like, shit. We're not talking about no bench and <laughs> shit here. We're talking about proper rig outs. Proper rig outs. I was like, how much did this cost? <laughs> yeah. I, that that, that labour though as well. Um, it's one of them. Like there's even... A re- just still do that now? Just still keep your hand in? You know, I, I mean, you know, I always think with joiners, as you say, it's very much creative. It's hands on, but it's creative. Yeah. Do, you know, do, do you whittle away with it? Fucking, do you find a piece of wood on the beach and, you know, fucking carve it into shit and all that? Yeah. Are you one of those guys? Nah, well, do you know what? I've actually took my hand back to... I used to draw a lot. I used to sketch a lot. So, you know, going back in the States and having the free time that I have on my, on my hands in between, you know, training. So, like I say, I like to keep myself educated, reading and do bits of studying or whatever. But the other thing that I will turn my hand to as a therapeutic escape will be to draw, to sketch. And that's something, if I'm not picking up a bit of wood, like I used to back in the day, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm picking up a pencil. And to be fair, I need, I need to keep my hands safe now, so I'm not trying to swing no hammers or, yeah, you know, yeah. mess about with chisels too much. Um, <laughs> as it was, I had an accident um, during my MMA career, and I chopped the tip of my finger off in a chop saw. Oh, my um, God. Someone turned around and said, Danny, I know you like this. And this is before Cage Warriors, well, at the very start, you know what I mean? So... Money is what it is, and I get offered a little side job. You want to come and fix this roof, this, that, and the other. You know, cut some noggins. I went and did it and, you know, jammed my hand in the back of the, ch- the chop saw. My b- bone was exposed. Tip oh my, my fingers God. gone. My nails finger come was off. It? it? was this one. And if you have a look, look if I go like, uh, you can see it's Oh, man, you've shorter. got a small finger? Yeah, it's weird. Your index finger's small on your <laughs> don't, left Don't say that too loud. Listen, people, when he says it's small, we're talking a couple of mil, not meters, all right? I didn't realise that. So anyone that doesn't know, Danny Roberts' reach on his left hand is a lot shorter than his right hand. Your left jab oh. is, must be must be falling short all the time hey, now. It's st- still catching speed and fines, though. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, your performance last time out, David Zawada. I, I want to talk to you about that because, as you say, you finally got a bonus again. It wasn't the type of bonus like you deserve first knocking out Bobby Nash or spinning round Oliver Enkamp 360 degrees with one shot. It was the other type. It was the it was the war. It was the battle. It was the some tough moments where you're fighting through submissions and going, I ain't tapping for shit. Yeah. But then you get to the end and it's like you get your hand raised. So do they do they feel even better that you you've been you get it, but saying that you fought, you should have had one of them against Mike Perry, and that, yeah. and you didn't get a bonus that night as well. And that was a similar, yeah. similar type of war. Do you come out of shit like that and think like, okay, that's what I've got to do to earn a bonus is is put it all on the line like that, or there's a it must be frustrating. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's a couple of different elements that I look at for that. I.e., we took the fight last minute. Yep. Um, we didn't we didn't back out. We didn't turn around and say, oh no, it's not the perfect recipe for me now because I've been looking at Alan Joban. Let me just sit out of this fight and get me another one in a couple of weeks. That could have been the option, you know. But we still had uh, a set date in our head. We still had a kind of, you know, uh, an end end goal. Yeah. And that was at the end of that that nine, ten weeks. And whether it be Alan Joban or anyone else, the door's still getting knocked down. Yeah. Um, so that's all we had to kind of do and that's all we had going into the fight. But uh, like I say, just the kind of the back and forth, the way that it went, I think how kind of spontaneous and crazy. No one expected that from that fight. That's what made it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it stands up to me. It makes me makes me take note, but it also makes me just understand that, you know, the bonus can come at any time. It doesn't mean nothing. Like I've had clean knockouts. I've had absolute wars, but at the same time, like I I will say this with the likes of the Mike Perry fight. Say if that would have got the fifty Gs the same way that the, the, the last one did. Yeah. Yeah. It's going out there and feeling like you fucking earned it. Yeah, yeah. When you've earned it. Like, no matter what the performance was like, I went back to that hotel room and I was like, yo, you know what? Give yourself a pat on the back there, kid. Because you absolutely went out there, no matter what, adversity. You didn't have you didn't have nothing on this kid. You didn't know anything about him. We didn't even know how he was going to come out. It turns out he's a black belt on the floor and he's going, transitioning from 
submission to submission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yet you still did that. Like a football team has their bad day against, you know, Liverpool and Burnley or something like that. And then they slip up. Well, it's, it's the same as that. Mm-hmm. It could have easily been a slip up. But it's just, you know, reacting on, 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 on the moment and making sure that, you know, you, you come out on top. So that was... That was the main objective. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, we, we got the job done even on a bad day because, like I say, as soon as we had that change of opponent, people, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't affect you. But Were you disappointed? You must have been because Juban was your key to top 15 ranking potentially. He's a bit of a gatekeeper to the top 15, yeah. Alan Juban. So when you get the call to say, listen, Juban's out, um, well, I, I'm guessing at the time he went, no opponent yet, but you're going to still be fighting. We'll find someone. When you're in camp, when you're fucking working blood, sweat and tears, when you're training with the level of guys you're training at over in Florida, that's got to at least sting for a, for a day or two where you think, fuck's sake. Yeah, 100%. Literally, yeah, I, I just looked at you then and I've just seen the expression on your face. That's what it's like. I go home to my apartment after a Wednesday training and I, then I find out I've got an email coming through. Oh, yeah, da, 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 it ain't happening. So then it's like, oh, right. All that focus, all that visualization on that one person is now has to be pushed to one side. And I have to re-motivate myself for something else. It's like you stay determined, you stay driven, but mentally an an edge gets kind of adjusted because you've been been getting ready for something. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who this kid was. I see that he's ranked 150 in the world or something like that. I'm like, this doesn't benefit me in any shape, way, way, shape or form apart from getting paid, apart from getting another win on on, on the record. But at the same time, it's a massive risk. How many people in my shoes would also take that risk? Now, a lot of people that was even even in the position or ranked slightly higher, no, they wouldn't um, because there's a lot to lose. Yeah. For me, that didn't matter. Um, again, we're, we're all, all running on our own time, our own clock, and for me, that, that was my time. So no matter what was going to go on that night, I was going to prevail. Um, we were going to get one step closer to the dream. It's just a shame about the fact that, you know, you have some selective bad boys in this sport that, you know, if they even want... They even want their time, their, their their time, their position in the ranks, or they don't want to, you know, exchange, fight. There's a couple of different things. With me, I think a lot of people know they're either gonna get knocked the hell out, bro, or they're gonna have the hardest fight of life. Yeah, it's as simple as that. So, taking that into consideration, I don't know whether Alan Joban's ass was ready. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like I say, we will just wait. We'll see. We'll see what opportunities come up. I'm chomping at the bit. I'm ready to fight anyone anywhere. Um, and we just, I want to get someone up there now. You know yeah, I mean? well, I like the way post fight. It would have been easy for you to go, I want that, I still want the Alan Jaban fight. You know, I still want that key, that gatekeeper. I still want to prove myself. And you just went, no, fuck that. Why am I calling out a guy who's on fringe of top 15? I'll call out someone that's in the top 10. Mm. And obviously, you called out Neil Magny, which no one calls out Neil Magny. Yeah. No one, Neil Magny's a bit of a fucking bogeyman in this weight class. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. one calls him out. He's, he's king of the Who Needs Him club because yeah. he's good everywhere, he's talented. And he fucking, he, he takes people out. Mm. He comes into fights and everyone kind of underappreciates him and he takes him out. And that's why he's ranked as highly as it is. So it's nice for you to call him out. And I bet you, you kind of going, fuck did that come from? I know, I know. <laughs> I, I think he I think he did get some sort of signal like that because I seen something on uh, on Twitter like next day. It said something like, you're going to learn today. And I was like, all right, come then. I'm ready to learn, bruv. Come, come and teach me something. <laughs> um, but like I say, same time, Neil Magny's got something that like, in a sense that, you know, as far as, I got, I got pure respect for the guy. You look at his his record, where he's placed in the top ten is crazy because yep. he's actually wiped out many people that have been there, Absolutely. are there, and have been and gone. You know what I mean? Um, so on that on that platform, I give him respect. You know, as a fighter, as a fighter, but there's a lot of things that I feel like going into it that me and him would make stylistically a lovely matchup, but I would just have too much for him in a sense of just intensity, resilience. You know, that would just vibrate on a different level compared to that guy. Um, and that's that's the one thing that I feel would make it a perfect fight for that matter. Now he's obviously he's got a fight. He's fighting in a few weeks. Yep. Um, so I don't know. I'm looking at being out in November. If we can get some sort of matchup with that, then I'll do that. But at the same time, like you say, we've had seven fights in the UFC. I'm on third contract, so I wanna wanna start making the right, you know, of course. The, the right. Well, well, in a lot of ways, you know, you, you you've played the part now. You've done what the UFC. You've been in good fights. You've been in great fights. You've been every fight you've had has pretty much been. A, you know, a bonus contender without a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. And in the last fight, you proved you weren't disheartened. You didn't go, oh, fuck that. I'm not fighting some guy that's never fought in the UFC before. You didn't do that. You went, yeah, man, this is a business. You've got a job to do. I've got a job to do. Let's all do our jobs. If anyone deserves a reward now, deserves someone in the rankings, deserves someone, it's definitely you. You've got to make that happen. So 
You talk about potentially November. There's a few cards in November. Beijing. There's a the tough finale in uh, in Las Vegas. There's a, a show in Australia early in December. Which, which one are you kind of sizing up? Is there anyone in particular? Would it be a fight in the US or um, what was the Vegas card there? The Vegas card is the Ultimate Fighter 28 finale, which is the final season of the Ultimate Fighter. They could do the headliner for that. What I'm day? Sure. What day is that? That's on November the 30th. Yes, yeah, in Vegas. Like, yeah, something like that. It could work perfect. I, want, I was looking November as in the like, start or the end. Yeah. Um, like I say, I've got a couple of things that I need to take care of back here, but there's no, there's no. I'm, I'm healthy. I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm still ticking over. Um, and I'll be ready. I'll be ready to take on anyone at that stage. Frankie Edgar, Korean Zombie. That's on November the 10th in Denver, Colorado. Chief supporter. That's Donald Cerrone, Mike Perry. Nice to be on there as yeah, well. These, there, there's your next fight after this one. Yeah. A lot of people bomb, say, put me on there, yeah, and I'll right. fight the winner of yeah, Cerrone right. versus. Uh, Let's make that happen. In fact, let's rewind it now. Let's, let's make that make happen. That let, let's yeah. That yeah, yeah. So Dan. Um, <laughs> Looking down the list here, November the 10th, Denver, Colorado, Edgar versus Korean Zombie. Do you fancy a slice of that card? Yeah, that would be a good card. That would be a <laughs> splendid card to be on. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a couple of fights on there that, that we'd look at. Um, and yeah, I think you might know one of them. Cerrone versus Mike Perry, baby. See, that's a, that would be a perfect card for you to be on against another guy, equally ranked for mm-hmm. you guys. Any issues, you can interchange with each other. Plus, you go, bam, this is an unofficial semi-final, man. The two winners out of these four welterweights mm-hmm. will fight each other early in the new year. And then one, whoever comes out of that little miniature elimination tournament, you're a contender now. Fucking, you're a contender for the belt. That, that's where your mind, I know, should be right now. Yeah, 100%, 100% is. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting and I'm jumping a bit for the right, the right avenue, the right, the right door to be able to knock on, to be able to come through and, 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 and get that exposure that I should rightfully have and deserve right now of the fights that I've had. Yep. The late notice, the short notice, the change of opponents twice now and still being there, you know what I mean? Um, I'm dedicated to, to my calls and, you know, at the same time, it's it's what the UFC wants. So that that would be perfect. You know, if we went on, we fought another guy, same, same sort of level, skill set, whatever, and then we had a, like an eliminator between... Me, me, and the winner Mike Perry versus Cerrone, That would be perfect. Yeah. I know enough people that have spoke about that fight with me and Mike Perry. Um, and I, 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 in fact, I got it on Saturday. Somebody came up to me on Saturday and they was just like, "Yo, that fight, you, oh my god, like that should have been fight of the year, this that and the other." And love to see you two go at it again. Da-da-da-da. And I've had that comment a lot. So there's that. Do you and- look back on that fight though and think? Fuck that! I don't want to do that again because <laughs> both you guys went to the well that night in Manchester. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, we both ended up in hospital. Huh? Damn, four o'clock in the morning. That was like that. That was a tough night's work. It was a mate from a fight fan perspective. Amazing. We yeah. all loved it. And the guys, right? You said that. You know, it was scandalous that Bispin and and Dan Henderson got the fight of the night because it was just nowhere near. It, obviously, it's on a different level in terms of fame and, yeah. and those guys. But that was what it was. It was Bisping getting fucking handed us an, an, an easy first defense of the belt. It is what it is, man. Yeah. You two guys put it all out there, all out there. And he's right. I think if that if you'd have won the bonus for that fight, and you should have done, I think you was 100% would have been a contender for fight of the year. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you already know that. And I, I, felt, I felt like it. Um, it. There wasn't, if you have a look at the fight again, there wasn't one part in the fight where any either of us took a backward step. Nope. Um, there was a lot of anticipation uh, building up towards the fight. Things got said, words got exchanged, you know, in the weigh-ins. After the weigh-ins, when we're going back and we're sat down and Joe Silver's talking to us about bonuses and rules, we're still chatting shit to each other across the room, you know what I mean? And he's... He, he, so it wasn't for the cameras then? No, no, no. <laughs> That's Mike Perry. Mike Perry's just a brash guy, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And he likes to get in people's heads. He likes to have a certain demeanour about himself and, and that is him. He's actually, actually that guy. Now, Canada, he was fighting on that card. We had a chat and it's one of them. He's he's game. He's ballsy, and I've always been a certain type of way. And my heart, my 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 um determination, and that it, I, I've got a bad problem with saying no. You know, seriously, Nick. So <laughs> it's it's yeah, all right. That Dana White's just loved to that comment. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was a war. You know what I mean? But looking at it, that's what I'm all about, bro. Like yeah. I I love that. I love to be able to sit in there and really like test myself to pure physical limits. And that fight was one of them. Um, the only thing about that fight was I came in very emotional yeah. and just wanted to rip a guy's head off. It would be so much different now, you know what I mean? Tactical um, and still got that ruthless power there. So there's so many different aspects of it. 
that going into phase two of it. Like I say, I, f- I think that could easily make co-main main event somewhere. A lot yep. of people would chat about it, but big it up. Mate, that would be a wicked main event for that tough final yeah. in Vegas. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. Do you look back on that fight then? Is that Was that your best learning fight? Did you learn most about yourself, about where you are, about where you're going from the Mike Perry war? Yeah, there's certain attributes from it that I can take away that were good, that, that fighters have to have. Um, and you know that 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 old that great old saying you can't have a shower without getting wet. Some people are legitimately like I'm not I'm not saying scared to engage or anything like that, but you get a certain certain hesitance around it. All right, we've got this many parts of the game that we can go into. Yeah, you know most fighters' biggest fear is getting knocked out. You, they, they they can't deny that. Of course. You know what I mean it's the worst thing that can happen to you in a cage in front of everyone that you know around you watching or whatever. But at the same time, like for me now, now that's been and done, I've I've come in with a different mindset. And now it's like if I want to put my hand on your chin, I understand that I can do that. And I understand that at the same time I can still take the fight where I want to take it. Yeah. So then taking that going forward, it doesn't doesn't give me any kind of like any barriers now moving forward. I feel I, I feel free. Um and it's it's given me a, a new fine edge that like as far as my mentality and stuff like that and the way that I execute fights the way that I try and go in and I the way that I even think when I'm in there is completely different yeah um like I say that whole fight with Mike Perry was just go forward hit smash and then you know like Hulk smash kind of stuff <laughs> you just you just see science pure, out the window pure red if I gotta grab the cage I would rip the cage apart everything <laughs> I swear to god um and then as far as Donald Cerrone goes like I, I remember putting up a snapchat about that before Darren Till got the fight and I was like, yo, people, do you think do you think we should do this? I'm looking at Donald Cerrone. He's going to be a perfect fight for me. There's this, that, and the other opportunities that can be created from it. So what what do we do? Went and called him out. So said, put a little something on Twitter. Nothing really came from it. I think it just kind of got brushed over. And, you know, I think, again, stylistically, the big name, who he yep. is, another fantastic fight. So, you know, moving forward, out of them two, I'd love to take the winner on. Uh, we could go November. Um or we could also have someone else in the top ten if they want to like if they want a piece of me. You know yeah, what I mean? man. So you've, you've already obviously already called out Neil Magny. Who else in around that top ten, top fifteen? Um, I Do think, you like the look of? I think Masvidal will make for a lovely little fight stylistically with you know what he brings to the table. Yeah. Um, but I hear that guy's sitting around two ten or something like that right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a couple up there. Stylistically, is, is something what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the the, the fights which are gonna entertain. Actually, I, yeah, because I feel like. It isn't necessarily for. It isn't about me kind of coming out and giving people something to eat up and to say, "Oh, that's amazing." You know, you see Danny Roberts' performance, or did you see that fight that he had? It was a war. It was this. It was that. Um, it's more so for my own self. Of I've, I've got boxes that I want to tick off, and you know, this is all a part of it. It's like we're modern day gladiators. There's also a modern day gladiator mindset that goes on with it. You know what I mean? Like I did back in the day with the Spartans. Like there's certain things about it which attribute wise that you know for me matter um just for who i am my integrity integrity and stuff like that you know what i mean yeah gunner nelson is that a fight you would look at gunner would be a good fight i think gunner's a great fight yeah gunner would be a good fight yeah. gunner would be the type of fight again which you know the way we had david zwada yeah could, it could be something like that yeah yeah you know we, we're always highly skilled on the floor i'm i'm a slippery little snake and i'm always resilient and looking to pine at any any other opportunity i can get um Striking, match up lovely on the feet. Yeah, yeah, that could be a good fight. Definitely. Sort of karate style, obviously, you're a bit more traditional boxing, Mai Tai type of style, kickboxing style. I yeah. think it could be brutal on the feet, and yeah. then also like, as you say, like Zawada, yeah. entertaining on the ground, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's it. Like exactly, like that right there would make for a perfect fight. So it's like, all right, we look at the matches, we look at you know where your skill set is and certain attributes of of your fight and their fight, and then we match it up and see how it gets on. Of course. Now on paper, with me and Zawada. That guy had like 11 knockouts. I had X amount of knockouts, X amount of submissions. I think between us both, we've been this decision like three times over 36, 37 fights. So you look at it, it should have been something which is an absolute barnstorm and someone goes to sleep somewhere. Yeah, yeah, of course. But all of a sudden, we end up having this mad war of nutrition. We're on the floor going at it, you know what <laughs> I mean? And then he, he comes up to me after and goes, oh, yeah, it's good. I have a black belt on the floor. Oh, nice, bro. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for telling <laughs> Thanks me. Thanks for yeah. letting me know. Yeah, what, what happens to that footage on YouTube as well? Because it was there one minute, it gone the next. Yeah, German president took it down for you, son, yeah? <laughs> I love uh. it. In terms of um, 
moving forward right now, then obviously you say you're going to be back in the UK for what next six, seven weeks. Then you're going to go. Are you waiting for the call to get a date before you go back to Florida to start your camp, or will you? Are you? Do you know you're going back in six weeks' time? Do you know yeah. you're going to be back on? You know. Yeah, that's no way. That's no way to go about. I can't just wait on the UFC. I need to again stick to my own time, my own clock. I got a little bit of you know work and development and things like that that I want to do um, in certain areas, and I'll go out and get a few weeks of that, a good few weeks, a nice base layer before we go into the camp. Plus, I'll be doing things out here while I'm back in the UK. I've got my own coaches, got a couple of gyms which I go to. So I like to keep it, you know, spontaneous and keep that mental freshness there. So, again, coming back, seeing new people, getting on the map with, with people from white belts to, you know, brown black belts or whatever, keeps keeps me humble, keeps me in line, keeps me yeah. in check. Did the white belts try and choke you out? <laughs> yeah, They even try to, they, they, hey, did you hear that silent? <laughs> It must, be, it must be amazing walking into the jiu-jitsu <coughs> class and everyone's standing around and they go, okay, guys, pay it up. And there must be a fucking queue around you oh, just like, bro. daddy, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. I can see where they got meal tickets. Like, they just got like, get this on YouTube, lad. Put this, video this. Yeah, dollar signs in their eyes and that. Put the MMA gloves on. They're like, no grand and pan. All right, cool. Coming in with it. <laughs> but no, on a serious level, they, they, they will turn up a little notch. Um, you know, and it's... It's always good for me because, again, as I've as I've got a little bit older now, a little bit wiser, I used to be that hungry, raging bull in the gym, twenty four seven, chomping at the bit just to rip someone's head off. I'm like, okay, now it's more just, I'm I'm learning, I'm yeah, doing the yeah. things that I need to do to become smarter. Of course. You know what I mean? My fitness comes when when my fitness comes, and we get that baseline fitness and to the higher level over in the Florida. You know what I mean? Because you know we've got we've got the people and the characters right now to be able to do that. So right here is about me learning. It's about me seeing small intricacies or details or tiny listen everyone's mind works different so yeah, yeah. it's always good to learn from everyone and um, we're ignorant as athletes to think that oh, I'm in the UFC I can't learn nothing from someone who's not there that's a load of bollocks of you know what I mean every single person you can you can learn from everyone in life um, and one thing that I like to do and I have done is like around sort of my um, kind of immediate circle I've got people that have been there I've done it. I've worn a t-shirt. Great accolades, you know. I've I've had the 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 struggles, the trials, the tribulations, mentally, physically, inside and outside the the arena uh, competition in the, in their personal life, and I've learned things from them, and I'll take things from them to understand about things like finances, or there's this, or there's that, or what you do in this sort of situation. You know, they've already done it. They've been there. Yeah, yeah. Then there's people that are younger than me that have got. Who have been around the sport for two years and they come up to me and they're like, Danny, Danny, da, 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 and they're just chatting so much, kind of influential. They, they, they're hungry for it. Mm-hmm. I have to look at them and I get my motivation on days to, to, to see that fire that, you know what I mean? It always remains there, but I like to take stuff from the outside to understand a bit more because I feel like sometimes you can become so kind of, you know, on a single one directional like mission that you kind of forget that there's other things out there that can help mould your way of thinking, your mindset and stuff like that. Yeah. All you got to do is look. I have people that talk to me about their, their nine to fives and how much they hate what they're doing. I love what I'm doing. I'm living yeah, the yeah. dream. Like, I can't, I have to, I, I really, really, even, even when like, there's days when I'm over in the States and I'm missing my baby, I've got to remember like, yo, you do, you do what you love and yep. you know, you do, you're doing all right at it. So that's, that's, that's big enough to put a smile on anyone's face. You know what I mean? I was, um, I was going backwards and forwards. You're still enjoying it. I know you've got an apartment in Florida. You're kind of living, you know, one foot either side of the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. You still enjoy being over there. You still enjoying being, you know, at the camp with Henry Hooft and everything else. Still enjoying Florida. The team is fantastic. Um, they're like a family to me. They give me so much as far as I who met- is in the team now? Because obviously it, it broke up since the days of the Black Zillions. Then yeah. it became something else. Now it's something else again. Who who would you describe as being in like kind of your core team around you? My core team around me would be the likes of Sean Soriano. He's somebody who's been through a lot again, been in the UFC, been cut from the UFC. He understands. So again, like like I say, the outside people you can learn a lot from. He's one of them guys. Um, so we we again we we will speak a lot on a personal level. Kamaru Usman. Very professional. Um, and again, you know, got similar situations. He's got a little family. I've got my own little family back here. So we can relate a lot. Um, Greg Jones, Henry Hoof. Henry's one of the realest OGs in the sense that I've spoke about this before. He has this mad kind of like broken English. Yep. So what he'll do is like what he does speak to you straight to the point. There's no bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. there's no in between. He's just black or white. That's the best way to, to describe him. Yep. So sometimes when I'm, I've got a whole world of, 
Clyden that's going on in my head. Henry will come out and say one line, and it just hits hits the nail on the head for me. Do you know what I mean? It makes me just clears it. the skies. Exactly. Yeah. So that I'd say they might like my um, my immediate so even even Henry's wife. You know what I mean? She'll always make sure things are okay, and she's like she's like someone. Again, there's certain things that we, yeah we we talk to each other as men, but there's certain things that that you you'll get a different perspective from a female. Yeah, yeah. And Henry's wife's someone who's like that. You know what I mean? Um, so she'll always check on me and make sure I'm all right, see how things are with the baby back at home, this, that, and the other. Um, they're my close friends and family. We've got a big team there. We have got a big, extensive team. So the energy, the vibe in there is perfect. It helps you train, helps you do everything you need to do. Um, if I'm honest, right now, the whole being away from my son is something that is absolutely killing me. Yeah, yeah. Um, pulls on my heartstrings all the time. There's times when I wake up and I feel like I'm falling apart and I'm on the States and stuff. And these are all things that people don't see. They just see you over there living your life. You come back, you know, you win. Sacrifices, man. Yeah. People only only care about the highs. People only care to see the highs. Yeah. When actual fact is that many lows that create the highs that, you know, you can't ignore them. Yeah. They're, they're a part of this this whole progression and, and cycle and journey that we're on. So, yeah, I pay attention to them. Um, now, moving forward, I love everything in the States. I'm going to keep it going. Go back for camps, go back for development in between. But I'm going to... Ultimately, I've been speaking to people like Leon Edwards. They've got a, a gym down there, a few Bhutan Breeze and all that. I just want to get around some good bodies. Mm-hmm. If I have to travel, I have to travel. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm actually going to start to spend a lot more time at home in the UK. Yeah. Um, you know, have a base for me and my son and try and get some of that some of that time back that I need with him because I, know, I also know that this career is not going to last forever. Yeah, but neither will him be in the age he is now. No. You know, I, you'll blink and he'll be 10, 11. Yeah. You know, and that that's the concern. I'm like that with with my kids now. Yeah. You're desperate to spend as much time with them because you realise that they just grow up so fast. Yeah. And it's scary. But like it was it was easy when he was first born, keep going over to the camps and you know, the kid can't speak. Exactly. He's at the time now where like I go and give him back to his mum and he's crying for me, bro, like screaming, Dad, I won't let stay stay here, don't go, don't and it, I, I can't keep doing that. Yeah, yeah. It's crushing me. Like, it literally is. Like, there's, o- there's, o- there's only like a handful of times I can do it. And understanding that I'm going away for a bigger kind of picture. He's too young to him. understand that, isn't he? Of course. He? He's too you know young to mean? understand. He doesn't get it. Of course. Um, I do. I understand it and I get it. And if I can make this work, but at the same time still have more time with him, I say time's something that you're never going to get back. The moments with him, I'm never going to get back. Yeah. I do not want to be regretting this after the career's done saying, ah, oh, I wish I was there for the first six, seven years of my son's life. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I can't get that, you know what I mean. So right now it's just a case of just concentrating on what can work, um, and just coming up with a nice little bit of structure. You yeah. know what I mean. Well, it's certainly working for you. You know, your UFC career is testament to that. You know, going over to Florida, coming back's working for you. But so it, it's unusual. So, you know, another talented guy from the UK, someone we've got high hopes for, Mark Jacquesi. It's just not happening for him. It's weird. You know, he's mm. he's, he's on a three fight skid right now. It shows you how difficult it must be to manage it, yeah. both emotionally and physically. It isn't just the golden ant, you know, it isn't the golden ticket. You don't go and train in America and suddenly become, you know, no. top ten in the world. It doesn't work like that. You've yeah. got to be able to deal with it and you're dealing with it. But there's a perfect example of someone that, you know, he might he might be loving it. Don't get me wrong, I haven't spoken to Mark about it. He might be thinking I'm gonna live in Florida the rest of my life. But in terms of performances and his career, it's he's been on a downward trajectory since he went out there. It's yeah. weird. It's yeah, a weird yeah. scenario. But we've we spoke a lot, me and Mark. Mark is only 20 minutes based away from me in the States. So I've got my own place out there. He stays in the dorms in ATT. He's come out, he's come and see me, stay with me or whatever. Um, in a very similar situation, you know, he's left his family at home or whatever. Um, and he's come away to the States to do what he needs to do. And he's trying to produce something. But again, you know, flying back and forth from the States, paying for somewhere to live over there. Miami's more than, than London yeah. to live. You know what I mean? It's expensive. There's no there's no easy way around it. Mm-hmm. But the the level and the caliber of, of, of training you're going to get is going to be next level. So you need that to then help you in the fights, to help you progress, to help you, you know, bet yourself, earn more money, etc. Speaking to Mark, he is, you know, he was in a certain place after that fight. And I, t- I've, I watched the fight. I, t- I said to him, the performance was, it was a good, really, really good performance. You know what I mean? It was great. It was a, it was a aesthetically pleasing fight to watch as well you know what I mean yeah. you need to not take too much away from yourself he went back just sat in his hotel room after the fight you know wanted to be by himself and that and it can't it can be like that again this is what I'm saying the likes of Sean Soriano and some of my friends that are around me I, I try and take as much as I can to realise and to really know the substance so like I say when I'm in them darses mm-hmm. and there's all mad submissions going on and, and I've got a split second between getting finished and winning the fight that's what I've got to win yeah, because I understand them things now. I'm not saying you know he doesn't. He does. He gets it. 
Um, but yeah, he's got a lot of complications going on. I think he's looking at actually coming across the hard knocks. Really? Yeah. Uh, he's had a chat with ATT, yeah. Um, had a chat with my team and Henry and stuff. And I think he's looking at coming across to there to us. Um, and then staying at home a little bit more well, as well. It makes sense. He needs to shake it up. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's on a three-fight skid now. Something yeah. dramatic has to happen mm. to snap out of that three-fight skid. That's just life. You yeah. just got to do it. The one thing I will say that I feel like he's got going in his favour is, is is kind of his character, his charisma. The, 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 his talent. He's, he's fucking yeah. talented guy. Yeah, he is. He's a talented fighter. Yeah. I feel like that's that's the one thing. And already the fights that he's won will be the, be the thing that will give him another two, three chances before something does happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but ultimately, yeah, he doesn't need to make a change. In the you change touched on it then, though. You know, you, there's yourself, there's Leon Edwards, there's, that, there's um, Tom Brees. Yeah. You know, there's Mark. If you guys came together... <laughs> We can do so. I mean, that's like a fucking UK top team. Yeah, you know we what can I mean? do so. You can just get a proper squad together. Yeah. The talent is absolutely there. Yeah. And all you guys are very similar weight divisions anyway. I know Darren Till's bedded in a cow bomb, but he's fucking always looking for sparring partners anyway. So the yeah. sparring there with Darren Till as well. Yeah, you're right. Man, it could be sick. It could be absolutely ridiculous. I kind of like, I don't is know. What, I... Is what's lacking as a head coach, do you think? Lacking a head coach in the UK to kind of grip up, grab all you guys together? Yeah, I would say that. And it would, I don't know. Um, Head coach, maybe somebody who's already in or dealing with the UFC as far as coaching-wise and stuff like that, so understand systematically how it works um, and just the whole organisation of it because it is, it is vastly different to outside. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've always thought about that. We've got some talent in the UK and, you know, we're, we're all having to go to different places to go and train and stuff like that. When I used to be here, I used to work on the doors and then I used to manage my MMA career on the side. People used to come to me and be like, you're in the wrong place, you know. Yeah, yeah. Get to the States, is this, is that. And it's, it's it's easy, and these are people that have never fought. Some of these have never fought, you know what I mean? But were they, they right? Well, they were right. They were right to a certain extent, yeah. Yeah. So going over and understanding that I've got the top athletes around the world, all based in one gym, it makes that real easy. But I can also get a lot of that in my own country if it was in one place. Yeah. So vastly spread out, and you know there is only a few of us, and there's only a few you know coaches that are like like that. So we just kind of. I don't know. I've always fought and dreamt of something like that coming together. You know, I mean, if, if you pull, have one base, if you pull them half dozen fighters together, and then you get another two, another dozen kids who are on the rise, guys who are aspiring to be UFC, yeah. who are cage warriors and Bama level and whatever else, and bring that together as a top team. Throw someone in there with experience, and you know what? I'll throw Dan Hardy's name in there. But you know, someone, yeah. someone like that who's been there, he deals with the UFC, he was yeah. fought for titles, he was got the respect, that knows the game. Man, it could be insane. It could I, be an insane. That UK could be team. insane. Like if that did happen, it, there'd be even more chance of me being here even more. Yeah. So I'll probably be going out to the states about you know three months a year or whatever, and I'll be here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd like something like that. You Man, know, that door's wide open. Yeah, I'd like something first. like that. Fight disciples, super gym is coming soon. <laughs> uh, but you know what I, I heard the UFC are meant to be opening like 100 gyms around Europe or something like yeah, that yeah they've done a deal yeah UFC gyms are coming to Europe yet so you never know obviously they would look to you know what we really need is a fucking UFC performance institute in the UK imagine yeah, if they did something like that in Birmingham right in the middle of the country everyone could go down there you got all the lads coming down from Scotland mm. everyone across England and Wales you know, and there's some amazing coaches around the country. Yeah. If you were to bring them together under one roof, yeah. it'd just be like an assault. Well, that's it. To be to be fair, in general, you look at the the, the PI, um, you've actually got most of the people that go there and use that facility. I always you know, get messages and like we all, we all get messages to go over and use it. You get you get your your accommodation free while you're there. You know, diet plan, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, your training, but at the same time, it's like if you live over here. You're not just gonna randomly jump and go all the way across there. Of course. If you get your camp here, you got this here, you got family commitments. You know what I mean? It is hard to factor in. When I, with a lot of the American guys, is like two hours, go to the PI for a couple of days, come back. It's, it's not. It's yeah. not like that for us. You know what I mean? No. So it's like well, jumping on a flight in America, like, you know, it's like jumping on a bus here. Yeah. It's the equivalent. Yeah. It's like getting a train to London. Take your cat and dog gonna, in your hand. Just flying that. over to Los Angeles. Yeah. I'm just going to Vegas for a few days training. Yeah. It's not like that here. Nah, it? it's crazy, bro. They should walk on like an 86 bus, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. <laughs> let's, uh, let's flick forward then to the fight, obviously, this past weekend. Um, well, it all went down, let's be honest with you. Obviously, Los Angeles was the destination first and foremost. We had the 25th anniversary press conference where they announced, amongst other things, um, well, Darren Till versus Tyler Mudley. Let's start there before I ask you about Connor. Um, obviously, the fight goes down on September the 8th. At UFC 228, Darren Till being criticised for not making weight in his fight against Wonderboy. A lot of fans saying he doesn't deserve the fight because he never made weight. I spoke to him about it and he was like, well, listen, what the fuck do you want me to do? 
they rang me and said, Colby Covington doesn't want the fight. Do you want the fight? He said, I'm not going to go, no, I never made weight against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I don't deserve it. Of yeah. course he's going to take the fight. Yeah. Fucking crazy. What yeah. do you think about the fight first and foremost? Uh, first and foremost, I'll say something about Darren that I do like. Again, that whole attribute about being real, true to yourself, uh, that whole fuck, that that kind of like fighting mentality. Um, I give the kid praise for it because like it's far the way he spoke since he's been on 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 or on TV with the UFC and the up and coming fights, the fights that are there for him in the future. I take my hat off to the guy. He's all he's all about what I'm about, and I like that. Um, so yeah, I will say that. So yeah, taking that fight moving forward, I feel like it's a fantastic matchup. It's a good fight for him, hard fight for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but same time, Woodley from the last couple of performances that I've seen is kind of hard to really say what he's going to bring to the table. Yeah. So that's why I kind of like... He looked like a killer on his way to the belt. Yeah. Since he won the belt. Yeah, plateaued a little bit. Yeah, man. He's just like on the back foot against the fence, just like walk onto me right hand. That's, yeah. that's his whole logic now. Just walk onto this right hand. Uh-huh. And I say mentality, I know how much that means going to the fight. Mm. Look, I was still I was still destined to win my last fight, whether it was Joe Ban or whether it was David Zawada. But then because I get David Zawada, I have an ugly fight because I feel like I'm I'm fighting somebody less credible in a, in a mad sense. Of course. Now with this, it's like again the mentality. I don't know what Tyrone Woodley gonna be looking at Darren too hard. Darren's gonna be chomping at the bit for that title to bring the strap back, you know what I mean? So yeah, you gotta watch out for that aspect. And some it's like someone being super sharp and someone just being okay sharp. Yeah, yeah. And like I say, going off the last two performances from Tyron Woody, that's the one thing you got to watch out for. So it's either going to be like uh, a, a points decision where it will be close, I think, or and that's judging basically off the the Stephen Wonderboy and Tyron Woody fight. Yeah, so I'm going off things that I've seen, of course. And then within three for Darren to to kind of like you know catch him and light yeah, him up. Yeah, put it on him, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's massive compared to him. Yeah, they just seen see him picture? at the presser, bro. Wow. It was ridiculous. I was like, yo, they don't even look the same weight. Well, I seen a photo the photograph the day after as well and it was Darren Till and Jimmy Manoa yeah. on Rodeo Drive in LA and mate, you couldn't fucking tell who the light heavyweight was. He's big as Jim, yeah. He was the same size as Jimmy. Same oh size gosh. as Jimmy. Oh I think with, the thing with Darren in terms of your own trajectory I don't think you'll. I don't think you could ever fight because yeah. I don't think he's going to be at one seventy for more than six months at the nah, most. I don't. I don't. At the most, I think he, if he beats Woodley, and I think he's got a great chance of beating Woodley. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, he'd be lucky if he makes one defense and early in the new year. Yeah, might fight Kobe or whatever. I know he's called out. You know your teammate Kamaru as well. Yeah. Uh, which again, no one else has done. So all credit to Darren Till for that too. Both, both, both of them. You know what? Calling for each other. Yeah, I, I, I turn around. I've said this to loads of people, and people were on about it. And you know, I'm not one of them people that procrastinate or want to hate on next man doing the same thing as me. I understand how hard this was to get to where I am right now. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to be like that? People look at me as if to say, "Ah, oh, you, you should have some, some beef with him or something like that." Nah, you got beef with your teammate. Nah. Like, understand what all fighters, they got respect for each other. And just because you on the outside don't see that, like, they want to fight because they want to fight. They want to fight because, you know, for the sport and it's for themselves, regardless of what goes on. So respect to the Kamaru and respect to Darren Till for, like, getting on social media, talking to each other and letting it be known that they want to fight. You know what I mean? But apart from that, it's like, that's just that, that's that mentality. And there's nothing to give but respect for that. You know what I mean? So on both sides, yeah, um, Kamaro and Darren, I, I would like to see that fight. I think it will happen. I think it will happen. I think Colby, you know, has kind of shown that he's got he's got no balls a little bit by pulling out of the uh, the Woodley opportunity. You know, you you don't work your way up to number one, to top spot like that, and then you go, okay, here's when the fight's happening. You go, well, actually, I'm, I'm going to go and yeah. have this injury scene too, and seen that and that scene too. You know yourself, man. No, ain't no one in this sport 100% fit ever. Nah, you don't go into fights at 100%. No one's, no one's 100% like, at any time. So but when someone rings and goes, world title fight, you go, yes, please. No matter what. Of course. The other person's human. The other person will go through the same stuff as what exactly. you've got to in, in, in that course of that camp. You know what I mean? So don't stress about it. Just yeah. do it. Get on with it. All you need to do is just understand that you're doing yours better. Yeah. Tell yourself you're doing it better. Know you're doing it better. Don't say you're going to try. Because try and set yourself up to fail. You know, I mean, you need to know you're gonna do it. That's it. End of. As long as you personally think that you're gonna prevail, then that's all that matters, man. Absolutely. Um, I I like that fight though, and I'm looking forward to it as well. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I just hope. Uh, listen, I just hope it. I, well, obviously, Woodley Till is definitely gonna happen, uh, barring any injuries. But uh, 
I think Woodley, Usman, in the new year would be fucking brilliant. Yeah. And a great way for Darren, if he can win, to cement that legacy before he moves up to middleweight because it's, you know... Yeah. It's absolutely inevitable, you know. The, you know he's going to he's going to struggle like mad to wait one seventy again anyway. So, you know, he may well just have a one. This might be his last fight at one seventy, regardless of what happens against yeah. Woodley. This might be it. In which case, that's great for the welterweight division because then he goes, boom, throws the belt up in the air and goes fight for that. So it, then opportunities will come left, right, and centre. So yeah. um, it's got to be good for everybody else in that weight class. Also, got announced that that weekend was. Um, Conor McGregor's return Ooh. to the sport <laughs> in 60 days. Well, I think today is today's Monday. So, yeah, I think it's about 62 days from today. That's the thing that surprised me. I kind of got wind that he was going to come back. There's only one person. To, well, I, I kind of thought that GSP would come back out of the shadows and they'd make this super fight. Yeah. But I think for the integrity of the sport, it's better that he's coming back to fight Khabib because I, I just think he needs to cement that legacy as a, as a lightweight champion. He never got the chance to defend the belt. Yeah. For me, this is kind of like a defense, even though Khabib's the one with the belt because Conor never left, left, lost the belt in the octagon. Yeah. But to do it inside 60 days, I was like, shit. It's, a lot, it's a, lot, a lot to ask, isn't it? Yeah, and, man. And it's hard because I feel like a lot of us haven't seen what Conor's been up to recently. seen him in two years? I haven't seen him fight MMA in two years. That's what I'm saying. So it's a hard one. And he, to be fair, even with it, and you know, the... It's got, it's got nothing to do with it as far as I'm concerned. The, the the outside factors, you know, the whole stuff that happened in Vegas, the bus and all that madness. Fighting's fighting. And you've got two great athletes going to go at it, all right? But at the same time, with all them outside factors coming in, I'm surprised there wasn't more of a build-up. Yep. See these two getting angry with each other, making, you know, more exposure. But well, tall, all that usual shit. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. McGregor exactly, fights. exactly. But same time, I look at it, and I think a lot of people have anticipated this fight already. Yeah. They've known about it. They wanted people have been speaking about it, and just waiting for it to happen. And now that it's come up, I think everyone's going to be bang on it anyway. Yeah, I don't know whether Conor as well. When you got a hundred million in the bank from fighting Floyd Mayweather, <laughs> I don't know whether he's going to go. Yeah, man, I'll do a fucking world tour with this Russian guy who doesn't really speak much English. So basically, I'm going to have to carry the whole tour myself. I don't know whether he's at that stage in his career now where he's like, man, I ain't, I ain't doing no world tours. Yeah, It's not like I need the money. No, People are going to buy this pay-per-view whether I do a world tour or not because mm. I'm Conor McGregor. So I don't know whether he's at that stage and he's gone, listen, because let's, be, let's not be crazy. Uh, you know, we, all, we live in a Conor McGregor world. He's the one that's dictated the terms. He, it was his decision to fight Khabib. It was his decision to fight Khabib on this date. Yeah. Conor, Conor holds all the, all the pies here. You know, we're not crazy. Of course we know that. But he's picked a real fight, hasn't he? He's not fucking swerved anyone. He's not going back to fight Nate Diaz, who's been inactive as long as he has. He's not gone to GSP where we can go, well, GSP's just way too big for him anyway. Don't worry, that's not really part of Tinsda's legacy. He's gone, no, fuck it, man. I'm going to come back and fight the undefeated Dagestani <laughs> that everyone's terrified of. Yeah. Well, that, that, that that's, again, like, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of things that Conor does that I don't agree with. And it takes away the integrity from the sport and athletes because people get this this view because obviously yeah you know he's one of the, the, the biggest you know MMA athletes that anyone's ever going to know yeah. he's put the UFC in places that people have never heard of or there's like there's people that are 60, 70 or whatever have never heard of MMA but they've heard of Conor McGregor yep. you know what I mean so um, like I say going going away from that he's there's certain things attributes that, that he's got as a person that I won't agree with but that one thing of always taking fights the best fights and not giving or yeah, that's what I say that respect that I got for Darren Steele it's the same attributes as that you know what I mean mm -hmm. and that's a fighter's mentality that's a real fighter's mentality so for that um, yeah I, I give the man pure respect he's coming back he's fighting the undefeated Dagestani but he wants to have it with him um, and it's going to make it going? gonna make for a good fight do you know what after after watching his last fight I know how quick Connor is in the sense of like yep. he stays proper relaxed he's good with his range he stays on the outside he's side poor one of the last side poor's that I looked at even though he got he had a real, real hard time. He's one of my, my teammates, Michael, Michael Johnson. Johnson. And he was that, peppering Khabib. Exactly. If mm -hmm. you remember, he was peppering Khabib. Yeah, man. Um, Michael, Michael's a skilled guy. You know, um, he goes in and he will light people up. He's fast. It doesn't mean that, you know, looking at him that he, he is, you know, people say fundamentally, t fundamentally tight and is this or is that. You know, he will go in and he'll war a little bit. But same time. Like he did pepper him with shots, a lot of shots. Um, so that, I like, I like, I Quinton I like coming Quint at late notice. Exactly. I mean, he was landing shots on Khabib as well. So this is a, that's a telling point. You yeah. got all right. If Khabib gets him down, then you know I, I honestly believe that it's over for Conor. But you still every fight starts off on your feet. 
And Connor's really good at you know starting off and finishing with that. So I think he's either going to be one of them within the within the first three is going to be uh, is Connor. But I feel I feel um, what's his face will could, could, could be get strong down the, yeah, down yeah, the yeah. stretch and could finish him in like the fourth. I feel I feel like it's obviously I put Khabib high than I like Chad Mendes. Yeah, but I, I see a similar fight. I see Connor missing with a big shot in the midway through the first round and Khabib taking him down. And holding him down, maybe getting a Does. bit of ground a pound on and blooding his nose and whatever. Yeah. And the bell kind of saving Connor. But then I see Connor coming out in the second, Khabib shooting again, going straight into one of those left hands yeah. and just getting pinged everywhere. And I see I see I see Connor winning by stoppage, I really do. I think Khabib's too easy to hit. Yeah. And I think Khabib is we sit here right now. We don't need anyone from AKA to tell us what Khabib's going to do. We know what Khabib's going to do. He's done exactly the fucking same thing for every single fight. Why would he change? He ain't going to change. So he's going to approach the fight exactly how he does. We've seen Conor approach fights dozens of different ways for dozens of different opponents. And he's probably looked at that. I think if he thought, I need to get in Khabib's head to beat him, like he did with Jose Aldo. Let's do a fucking world tour. By the time this world tour is done, he's going to be chewing nails to get at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what happened. Jose flew at him, completely uncharacteristic of Jose Aldo's career. He flew out and tried to bum rush Connor, and Connor clipped him coming in. That was done months before in the press conferences, in the build-up. Connor got in his head and blew him away. Yeah. He did that. I think for this one, he's gone, I don't need to get in Khabib's head because I can't get in Khabib's head to do what, what I need to do. No. I ain't going to change his style. No. He's going to do what he does. Yeah. He's going to try and get close to me, get his hands on me, put me down and beat me up. So he knows what's coming. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Connor's no fool, man. I think when you've got that much money in the bank, when you're as success- successful as he is, he ain't going to come back to get bludgeoned by some Russian. No. He's coming back. He knows what he's doing. Because, listen, it's Connor. He could have come back and went, ah, fuck lightweight, fuck Khabib. Get me GSP for all the money in, in China. And GSP, they've been like, happy days, son. Yeah, yeah no problem. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Rub me hands together. Definitely. Let's do it. Catch weight, welterweight, whatever you want to do. Let's do it. But he hasn't. He's come back and he's fighting Khabib. That's the mad one. Most people look at that and they're like, yo, if he's coming back after he's got that much money and he's doing what he's doing, why has he took that fight? Yep. You know what I mean? But like I say, going back to just that whole basis of being a fighter, that's that's why like guys, guys are legend in his own right for doing that. You know what I mean? And, and for, for stepping up to the plate. So... I can't. I cannot wait for that fight. Um, it's going to be an exciting one to watch. You know, honest to God, it is. It's going to be crazy. Um, UFC two two seven went down at the weekend. Obviously, we got one new champion. We had a, a you know a teammate from yours or a guy from your neck of the woods com- completely put himself on the map in uh, in Renato Machano beat Swanson. Uh, Tiago Santos was looked looked pretty sick again as well against uh, Kevin Holland in the middleweight match. But I want to start with Brett Johns, obviously from Wales, a lot mm. of UK fans, big fans of his. He lost last time out against Aljamain Sterling, fought the wrong fight in my opinion. He loses at the weekend against Pedro Munoz, completely different type of fight, but in war, yeah. an absolute war. You've been there, you've, you've been in wars like this and come out with a check yeah. as, as, and a winner in your handheld, and you've been in wars like this and you'll come out with, as the loser. Yeah. For someone like Brett Johns now, then he's got to dust himself down. He's just suffered this only the second loss of his career, but a successive loss. A complete war of a fight. You know, he busted up, his knee looked like it was busted to bits. Do you come out of it and think I was it was a great fight? Me, me, me future's secure, that's fine, I'm going nowhere. Or do you think, shit, okay, fuck me. That's the second time I've lost now against a completely different type of guy. I yeah. thought the holes in my game were fighting rangy strikers like Aljamain Sterling. Now I've just found out that the hole in my game is fighting a compact little wrestler like Pedro Munoz. Mm. It, 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 gives you more, it gives you more questions than answers. Yeah. Is that a bad thing from Mixed Martial Arts' point of view? That, that's why I, I feel like you've got to try and take from every single performance, you've got to try and take a little something. Because moving forward, if you, if, if you have wins and you just let them fly over your head, like... You've just pre-existed through it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not. You're not learning. You're not developing. And the, the the truth of the game is that anything can happen. Anything's possible in what what we do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And styles make fights. Also, like in uh, this fight, within the first two minutes, a couple of leg kicks from Pedro Munoz. Them leg kicks are horrible. Bam, Brett mm. Johnson's knees pretty much gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's fucked then. Uh-huh. He's having to, now he's switching to southpaw and shit. And you yeah. think, whoa! If he hasn't drilled that in the gym. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna box all week, and you're only boxing Southport or whatever. Switch. If you haven't drilled that, I think that's what people don't appreciate. That no. this sport, man, it's fucking insane. The amount of ways you can win and lose, and you need to turn it around is sick. The variables are crazy. Yeah. And because you got that many variables, it kind of 
yeah, adds the element of excitement to it. But not just that. You never, ever know what you're going to get and neither does the other person. You know what I mean? In the sense that we're in there, we're fighting, we're the ones with the lights on us and the referee's over there, but we don't know still. It's like what card someone's got. Yeah, yeah. If I was playing a game of poker, you know what I mean? You're reading their face, you're looking for different telltale signs, you're, you're, you're testing it constantly as well as putting pressure, as well as actually attacking, as well as defending. There's so many factors that come into it that obviously are going to implement the outcome. And it's just all about how you deal with them. Like I say, we, we yeah, we do have bad moments. You will have times when your leg gets smashed up to bits. Now, with Brett Johns, one thing I will say, yeah, his knee went. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, this just took an extra 20, 30% off you. You know what I mean? That's even harder to come back from. So it's just like statistics going in there. It's just this numbers game. It's crazy. Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, tough for him obviously to bounce back now um, but I'm sure he will bounce back in style the first Welshman to feature on a pay-per-view card so he's still making history but I spoke to him last week and he was in such good spirits and he was so positive going into this fight he said he'd learned so much from the Aljamain Sterling defeat yeah. it, it will have hit him hard obviously but then you know it's back to the drawing board at the end that's of the it. day this, you know, it's, a, it's a journey isn't it it's, it's a marathon not a sprint that's it and the quicker, the quicker you, you get on that, that kind of like mindset of just thinking to yourself it is it isn't. It isn't something which is going to define you, honest to God. Once you're done, once my career is done, people aren't going to look at the losses. Mm-hmm. They don't even care about that. They're going to think about how you won, what your performance has been like. A bit like that last one. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, all right, so the performance wasn't all that. Or in a sense that, you know, it was... I thought good. it was, though. I yeah. loved that fight. Yeah. yeah. I thought you you're answering so many questions. I feel like I could have done better in so many different places. And especially the way that I trained throughout the fight camp, even though I had my own complications of my own. Which... Yeah. They're, they're, they're never a factor. Like we turned around and said, you never go into a fight 100%. There's always different things that will implement the way you are, little niggles and injuries, because the fact is in this MMA game, you're required to use every single part of your body and you put a lot of hours in on it. So it's, it's hard wearing, you know what I mean? Of course. Do that over the course of 10 weeks and then see how you come out at the end of it. Well, with all them factors going into it, it's just all about how you contend with it. You know what I mean? I don't turn around and say, oh, yeah, oh, I did actually. After, after the fight, I mentioned about my rib got this in I got this problem that that's that's excuses it doesn't matter they're just factors that are just everyday life the quicker yeah, yeah. you see that is that you're going to get on with it you're going to move forward same with losses losses don't define you the quicker you get on with it you move forward like just learn just keep learning just keep learning and at the end of the day what will what you'll have left is your legacy how much you've gone out there and you've really kind of put on the mark and shown you know how diverse you are and how, how deep you can really do it yeah absolutely speaking of legacies one guy whose legacy was I wouldn't say tarnished because I think it could be the making of him, but um, Demetrius Johnson's record reign of flyweight champion, the only UFC flyweight champion in history, actually, uh, came to an end in style on Saturday night. Loads of people have been coming at me on social media about this because of what I said across multiple platforms last week about Demetrius Johnson and the fact that I don't believe he is a great and shouldn't be associated with the greatest of all time moniker. That was purely because, listen, I know he's a fucking sensational <laughs> fighter. I oh. know he's had a hell of a reign as a flyweight champion. But what happened on Saturday night when he lost the belt, and it could have gone either way, it was a split decision. It was a close fight with Henry Cejudo. I'm not complaining about the decision. I'm not saying Demetrius should have won. I'm not saying it was a robbery, certainly not. It was a close fight. But the difference in outcome in terms of when he got on the microphone. So Henry Zajudo has just beat Demetrius Johnson, the longest reign and fly, the only flyweight champion in history, a guy fucking people outlandishly are saying is the greatest of all time. Yeah. Henry Zajudo gets on the microphone and he says, I want to fight the winner of Dillashaw versus Garbrandt in the main event. I want to move up to bantamweight. I want to be a two-division champion. I want to you know, reaffirm my legacy as a mixed martial artist. For me... That was him daring to be great. Something that Demetrius Johnson refused to do, Dan, because yeah. TJ Dillashaw said, I'll go to flyweight and fight Demetrius Johnson. Yeah. And, Dem- and DJ said, no, 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 you, you, you won't make weight. I, I'm not signing up for that fight. That's not how you become great, if you ask me. And no. listen, I ain't got nothing personal against Demetrius Johnson. <laughs> Technically, the guy's sick. Hey, hopefully, I, he bounces I, back. Let but... me just say, I already know that you got abuse when you said that on, yeah, on what was it, Twitter? And yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I, I, my mum got some hell off that, I bet, didn't you? <laughs> um, no, I, I think that was gangster. How uh, Shijudo did do that, I think that was gangster. No one that they're coming out next to fight. Exactly. And you're on, you're on the co-main and you're going to let let everyone know like that. So, so what, what does Joe Rogan ask? The first question he asks when the main event wins. Bang. What's he got to ask them? Of course he has. Sejudo so 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 just called you out there. What do you think? Boom. There you go. Biggest self-promotion you can have. Exactly. Right there. You know what I mean? On a big, massive card. All them people watching. All them people tuned in. Why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, that's props to him for saying that and doing that. Um, and... I'll back you up on that, you know what I mean? Like, 
Dimitri Johnson, skill cap. And yeah, all right, Dan's one of the pound for pound. All right, some, sometimes sooner or later he's gonna lose. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's gonna happen. Um, and I, I didn't expect it to be the way that it was. I'll be honest, I didn't expect Shizudo to win. No, no, wonder. I thought he was gonna lose that fight. Yeah, me too. Yeah, um, even long before you know they actually the end of got the day, in the cage. He, he lasted less than three minutes in the first time they fought. Yeah. So you know, and he's had good wins since Shizudo, but nothing to suggest. He'd caught up with DJ at that level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he beat DJ at his own game. He grinded him out over five rounds, something that DJ has become famous for doing. Yeah, 100%. He, he beat him at his own game. So, And the fact that he looked forward, that for me is what, that's what greatness does. You know, Henry Cejudo, also the first Olympic gold medalist in history to become a UFC champion, which is a sixth statistic for him. Yeah. All the Olympians that have been in UFC over the years, for him to have that is amazing. But that was an Olympic, that was a gold medal performance on the microphone. Yeah. Yes, I've just beat the flyweight champion. The guy you're all saying as ghost, but pff, now I want the winner to get a weighted glove because I'm going to go up to the weight above. Fucking amazing! I yeah. love that shit, yeah. man. There's only there's, there would only be so many people that that would like take note to that because again, everyone um, or a lot of people are looking just at the fight. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, he won, and so certain people are going to be upset for DJ and stuff like that because of you know they're the big fans or he had been around the block and that. You know what I mean? And hats off to him. Like, yeah, this he, game, he's owes, this game owes nobody nothing. This no. game eats you up and spits you out, yeah. regardless of who you fucking are. Regardless <laughs> of whether people say you're the greatest of all time. Oh, or you just sent a uh, chill down my spine by <laughs> saying that, but honest to God, he just hit some real numbers there. <laughs> yeah, chew you up and spit you out. Exactly, man. You just got to get in, make as <laughs> much money as possible. <laughs> Run away. Solidify that legacy and get the fuck out. Oh, get on a plane and gone. <laughs> oh, uh, you there. Before we sign off, man, the main event, Dillashaw repeated what he did last time, but he did it around quicker. Knockout of Cody Garbrandt. For me, kid, Cody Garbrandt ran out at Dillashaw with exactly the same game plan he had in the first fight. And in the first fight, he got knocked out. Why the fuck did he think doing exactly the same thing the second time was going to work? Yeah, I I felt the same thing. Um, Come out very intense, very on him straight away. And it was just like, it was in the writing for uh, TJ just to, as he does with his dynamic footwork and that, just start to light him up. Dillashaw's um, fight IQ is off the charts, I think. I really rank him now. Yeah. I think he's right up there. Me, like. It's crazy. I, I I look at the guy's skill set, the things that he can do, and you know what? Something that I appreciate as a fighter and as an athlete is movement. Mm. Movement is something, especially with what we do, yeah. that you, um, I think, I think you know, is, is something of value. The better you can move your body in a sense of like, you know, just unusually different, you know, unorthodox timing, steps, I understand how much it takes to to do that, of course. Um, and not even that to program and condition your mind to do it on a subconscious level. Like he's he's peak with it. Yeah. So just on that basis, like yeah, he's 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 actually like um, skill set wise and aesthetically, like you, bro. He's he's one he's one of the best out there for me. Yeah, yeah. He's absolutely. sick. He's a sick guy. You say one of the best. Who is the best then? Because my pound for pound doesn't look anything like anyone else's doesn't pound it, no? for pound. This is probably <laughs> what you think. But my pound for pound, like TJ's definitely top five. Right Who's now, your like, pound for pound? I think Max Holloway's the best on the planet. You do, yeah. And I would say second best on the planet is Robert Whittaker. Ooh. I think he's sick, man. I yeah, think yeah, Whittaker's yeah. fucking he, amazing. Yeah, he's up there for Since me. he moved from welter to middleweight, it's just he's just had a new lease of life. Yeah. Looks sensational. Who yeah, would you say? Who would you, you, you most like to watch then? Um, Active right now. Do you know what? I'm going to have to say Whitaker for that one, you know. Seriously. Um, out these, DC's like, obviously, you know, he's up there. Of course, that, but, but he does what he does. He does what he does. He's Olympic level, he's Olympic level caliber wrestler. Yeah. So he's got that in his locker. He wants to fight. He can make it happen there. But technically, all round, you wouldn't say. No. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I wouldn't no, no. say he's, he's, he's no. the best in the business. Technically, all round skill set, and even just based on um, a level of what has been accomplished and achieved since they got in the, in the UFC, it would be Whitaker. Yeah, it would absolutely. be him. You know, honest to God. Yeah, me too. Um, the guy's got some skills. Oh, he's unreal. He's lovely, huh? unreal. Yeah, man. Um, I, I, I admire a lot of his life. attributes and stuff like that. Um, and certain things again, as a, as an athlete, like I don't I don't copy anything from anyone, but you know I look at little things that some of the some of the good guys do and understand how they use it and implement it in the game. Yeah, all right, I wait for this shot and then I will step and do this or whatever. You know what I mean? And he's somebody who uh, he's got some dynamic striking. Yeah, man. Especially to go with his offensive wrestling. You know what I mean? I, I remember him when he came in the Ultimate Fighter and he, I think he won the Smashers, didn't he? You England versus Australia. Yeah. that was his breakthrough. Yeah. But when you looked at him then as a welterweight, like this skinny welterweight, you were like... A completely different fighter. Yeah, man. Completely different fighter. And you fighter. were like, 
he's decent, but yeah. I didn't I didn't see a future UFC champion there. Far from it. No. And then when he moved up to middleweight, I was like, okay, that's an interesting move. But he he's he's one guy that I think has completely gone from you know decent level to world class in front of our eyes. You can yeah. see the transition. Yeah, definitely. In his in his game. And the mad thing is, it's not like he's fucked off and gone to Felix Zahabi or any of these amazing coaches. He's done it himself in yeah. Australia, yeah. built the camp around him. I, I credit that, man. I respect that so much. That's crazy in that sense, um, because I don't... It's a credit down to the fighter, you know what I mean? Because, again, it's, it's, your, it's your mind. that you, Your body follows your brain. So, like, everything as far as the structure you give yourself for, you, for your everyday life, for your training, and then the way you execute it for your, for your mindset. Like that's something that is, you know, has obviously obviously stayed like unchallenged with the guy. You know what I mean? Like he he he's just had this persistency which has just prevailed, and you can see it in the way that he moves, the way that he trains, the way that he fights. Um, I've watched a few videos on him and documentaries and stuff like that, and I, I like I like a lot about him and the way that he is and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, the biggest test and one of the bit the, the you know the main the main pointers that I seen that made him stand out to me was. Uh, just his fights with Yao Romero, you know. Yeah, man. Like he is a beast, and he's a hard person to work out, let alone fight. Yeah. And for somebody to be able to go in there, and look at what he's done, you know, he's heavy-handed, his wrestling is ridiculous. Like going forward and going in the cage, knowing what you've got in front of you, and to be able to deal with it. And again, that adversity. His last fight, you've seen him get wobbled and all that, and he yeah. still he still does what he does. Um, so yeah, for me, he's, he's he's definitely one of the best. See, though. don't come at me on social media, man, because fucking the main man, hot chocolate, agrees with me. Thing is, though, you, you you know you actually know shit though, so it's not like it's not like yeah, man. I don't just listen to Joe Rogan. No. Though. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with Joe Rogan. <laughs> uh, Joe Rogan talks shit, man. Let me tell you, stick with me, you won't go far. You listen, listen to Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it, kid. Much appreciated. You're looking well. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. And like I say, I like to speak to educated people about you know the sport that we're in and so it's, it's never a problem you know what I'm saying Absolutely, so. I love it Thank all you. the best keep me posted as well when you get this date my man I will do definitely and the winner of Mike Perry Cowboy Cerrone we're coming for you <laughs> this is Fight Disciples check us out on social media at Fight Disciples or on our website for our back catalogue we'll catch you next week when I'll be back with Powdered Milk himself Mr. Cattle thank you for listening if you like what you heard subscribe via iTunes